Well, Mark, do you know what today is? No, I'm not out of my mind, literally. I know it sounds like it. <laughs> it's close. Yeah, yeah. But today is our first anniversary podcast. This is podcast 052, podcast 52, 52 weeks. And it's been kind of a ride. Yeah, and uh, it looks like you have uh, probably saved one of the best topics that we've talked about uh, this entire time for this special one-year anniversary of our podcast. Well, I don't know about that, but it's just the way it kind of <laughs> works itself out. You know, to, Today, we're going to talk about ghosts. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the demonic realm a little bit. We're going to talk about seances, talking to the dead. Do you believe in ghosts? Should you believe in ghosts? Well, you're getting ready to find out more today about talking to the dead in today's podcast and ghosts and things like that. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Keith Crosby Out of My Mind. Today is podcast 052, podcast 52, 52 consecutive weeks of podcasts. And today we want to have, as always, with you, a biblical conversation about the crazy world in which we live. So join us once again for the next 20 minutes or so as we give you a bird's eye view perspective of some complex issue confronting our culture, confronting the church, and confronting you as we apply God's Word to make sense of it all. And at the end of the podcast, as always, we'll point you to additional resources for further study, just in case you'd like to dig a little bit deeper. So let's talk about ghosts, demons, and seances. All right, yeah, this definitely is a quite a departure from our last topic, which was movies and um, shows that people watch. And so now we're going to talk about ghosts and seances and um, reaching out to the other side. So what's that all about? Well, yeah, last week we used uh, the, the movies and the, and the streaming services and the TV shows to sort of show and illustrate how the occult had become kind of normalized in our culture. We talked about how something abnormal is becoming routine, that we were beginning to uh, just accept the occult as sort of a fact of life, of something that occurs in everyday life. You know, we live in an era where people are less about God and more about being spiritual. And you see this more and more as we seem to get used to the idea of the occult. We've talked about this before. It's sort of like our society is like the frog and the proverbial kettle, and the heat is getting turned up, and we're slowly being cooked alive, so to speak. We're becoming, we're coming to accept things that were once considered unacceptable. Let me show you what I mean. In 2013, there was a Pew Research study that showed about 20% of Americans believe in ghosts, and about one-third of those who say they believe in ghosts claimed to have been in touch with someone who died. They claimed to be talking to a family friend or some departed relative or somebody like that. And, and it, it seemed normal for them. Now, interestingly, and I think this is a little encouraging, of those who profess Christ, the numbers were, thankfully, much, much smaller. In fact, they were half and so 10% of so-called evangelical Christians believed in ghosts, but one-third of them claim that they have talked to someone who is dead. And there's another revelation that came from the study, and I'm not sure what to make of it, but I'll just include it. 
that progressives are more likely to believe in ghosts and talking to the dead than so-called conservatives. Now, I guess that depends on how you define conservatives and progressives and things like that. Like I said, I'm not sure what to make of it, but I looked at another study, and uh, there was a series of interviews with Hollywood celebrities, and there was a famous actress who who claimed to be regularly talked to ghosts, and there was a daughter of a former president who said that she had experiences with ghosts in the White House while her dad was president of the United States. Then there was another famous actor who is a pretty sane and normal guy who claims that he's had multiple encounters with ghosts in New York City, and it was cool. And then there's a very popular singer who claimed in a recent interview that she was on her way to this particular cemetery, which she explained in the interview is one of the seven gates to hell on earth, but she had to leave because of all the strange things that were happening. She said this, and I quote, I felt sick, an overwhelming sense of negativity over my whole car, and I smelled sulfur, which is a sign of a demon, and there was a fly in the car randomly, another sign of a demon, and we got out of there. Now, I want you to think about this. First of all, I know, and maybe you know more about this than I do, Mark, but I didn't know that we knew where the seven gates to hell were. I didn't know that there were seven gates to hell. Yeah, I, I didn't know uh, I didn't know that there were seven. I just know that the Bible tells us that the gates of hell, so there's got to be more than one, I guess. So. I guess, <laughs> but yeah, and you know, and she named the cemetery is called Stool Cemetery, and uh, it's somewhere up in, I don't know where it is, but... It's kind of odd, you know, and but here's for her in this interview, it seemed normal. And my point in pointing all of this out is this. It's a reflection of our culture. I mean, these are human beings just like us. And I think what you see here is that uh, in this post-Christian era in which we live, in the absence of God, uh, people are looking to the spiritual realm uh, to find answers to life's questions, and and it's becoming a normal part of our culture. And that was the point of our introductory podcast. I know we've said this before, but there's a void inside of human beings that can only be filled or satisfied by God. But a culture that turns its back on God uh, has to fill that void with something or something else, and that's where I believe the occult or the supernatural comes in. I mean, we live in a world where there's tragedy and hardship and death all around us, and people wonder about, is there an afterlife? Is this life all there is? And because people are spiritual creatures like these celebrities, who are really just a snapshot of the rest of humanity, they sense there is a life to come, and having suppressed the knowledge of God, as it talks about Romans chapter 1, they reach out for or to other things. Other things like ghosts? like ghosts, like mediums, you know, people go to seances, they, they use Ouija boards, people want to communicate with the other side. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm guessing that uh, where we're going with this is that's, that's just not a good thing, reaching out to the other side. Yeah, there's a real danger there, because I think it opens you up to a world that is not a safe world, it's a dangerous world. And the danger is, I think I know, but, you know, I'll ask you the question. Sure. The danger is, for starters, that the Bible forbids it. God forbids it. You are not to reach out to the dead. And what God forbids, we should avoid. In Isaiah 8.19, it says, And when they say to you, inquire of mediums, and the necromancer, necromancer is somebody who talks to dead people, 
Should not a people inquire of their God? Should they inquire of the dead on behalf of the living? And what's going on here is Isaiah is asking a rhetorical question whose obvious answer is no. We should be seeking God, not the dead, on behalf of the living. And you see this all throughout the Old Testament, that seeking contact with the dead is strictly forbidden. You see it in Leviticus 19.31, where it says, Do not turn to mediums or necromancers. Do not seek them out. I am the Lord your God. That's an emphatic prohibition there. Leviticus 20, verse 6, If a person turns to mediums and necromancers, I will set my face against that person. And so, why would a believer turn to a dead person or a medium to contact a dead person? And what could that dead person tell you? They don't have the knowledge of God. And that's why it's forbidden. God takes a very dim view of this practice, and I would think no one wants to be on the wrong side of God. He says elsewhere in the Old Testament, for whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord. For whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be an abomination to the Lord. All right, so maybe let's talk about the real danger here. What is what is really the risk? Like, obviously, um, you know what you're talking about, not being an abomination to the Lord. But what is what is there a risk? Is is there even a risk of doing these type of things? Well, I'd say there are real risks. I mean, based on what the scriptures have said so far, you're opposing God's will. You're opposing God's command. And when you think about it, we don't need contact with the dead. God has given us all we need for the practice of our faith and for godliness. I mean, think about it. He's given us his son to save us. At salvation, he put his spirit in us, and he's provided his word to guide us. What more do we need? Isn't God enough? Isn't Christ enough? Finally, there's the warning in 1 Peter 5, 8, about the dangers of this world in general. It says, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a lion seeking someone to devour. And the Bible teaches us that absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And we know also that the dead can't come back. We know this from what Jesus taught in the story of the rich man and Lazarus, that there is no escape from hell. And that's why the rich man said, send Lazarus to my brothers. And when you think about it, it says in the Bible that it's appointed unto men and women, of course, once to die, and after this comes the judgment. The dead are either in heaven or in hell, and if they're in heaven, they don't want to come back, and they can't. And if they're in hell, they'd like to come back, but they can't. And so if you're talking to someone who claims to be a dead person, who claims to be a ghost, well, what are you talking to? Well, I mean, clearly it's probably not a dead person. Um, and I would say, um, you know, just seeing some of these things like on TV or whatever, it seems like it's just someone or something pretending to be that dead person. They're, they're trying to talk in place of that uh, that dead person or that uh, relative or the departed friend or the loved one to make somebody feel something or fill that void that seems to be missing by that person. Well, that's it. It's not your. It's not. It's not the dead person. It's not who they claim to be. It is something or someone perhaps supernatural if you're not imagining it or if somebody isn't, you know, faking it. But it's not your typical angel, though some mediums and spiritists claim to put a person in touch with angels or some higher ascended being. What it is is something satanic or demonic, and it may appear wonderful or incredible, but as we read in 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, and no wonder even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. 
Yeah, and that's to deceive even the elect people, if possible. That's it. That's right, Mark. So who are they getting in contact with? Well, let me tell you this. Let me just read to you First uh, Timothy 4. And we studied this during our preaching series. Now, the Spirit expressly says, In latter times, some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and the, the teachings of demons. That's what you're dealing with, the demonic realm, a realm of deceitful spirit. And no spirit that defies God, that defies God's will, that represents itself as something other than what it is, is holy. We're talking about, therefore, one of two possibilities. People are either imagining that they're talking to a dead person and they're talking to themselves, or people have been placed in contact with the demonic realm. Because when people die, as we talked about a moment ago, they either go to heaven or hell. They do not stick around. And so whatever friend, relative, or historical figure a person thinks he's conversing with in that particular encounter or seance, if it isn't faked, if it isn't a figment of their imagination, then it is demonic. And make no mistake, while Christians shouldn't believe in ghosts, dear departed friends and family who come back from the dead, they should understand that there is a spiritual realm, a demonic realm, that is a danger to them. And we're not to be in contact with that realm. I mean, look at what God says in Scripture. Again, Isaiah 8.19, Should people inquire of their God? Should they inquire of the dead on behalf of the living? They should inquire of God. And if you connect with the satanic, you're not inquiring of God, and you are dealing with those who are opposed to God. And what do we know about the satanic realm? What do we know about Satan and his servants? Jesus says this about him in John 8, 44. He was a murderer from the beginning and has nothing to do with the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. What could he possibly tell you that you need to know? There's nothing he can do to help you. He doesn't want to help you. And that's why you have all these passages that forbid contact with the dead or going to mediums or going to so-called necromancers. And you have it in the New Testament. The people of Ephesus, when they embraced Christ, burned all their books on spiritism. Uh, Galatians 5.20 and 21 says this, Idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these, I warned you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Did you see what started that list? Idolatry and sorcery. The desire for things that we shouldn't have and, and the appeal to the supernatural apart from God. That's idolatry and sorcery. And these are things that are harmful because you find yourself worshiping at the feet of another god and practicing sorcery as you seek to read omens and find out the future or clarify the past or connect with a dead loved one on the so-called other side. And, you, you know, here's a clear-cut prohibition from the Old Testament. Leviticus 19.26 You shall not interpret omens or tell fortunes. You are not to make this type of contact. You are not to seek this knowledge that is forbidden. Because the bottom line is, the dead do not come back to walk among us. We talked about it before, Hebrews 9.27, it's appointed unto men to die once, and after this comes the judgment. And so, Satan may take on the appearance, or, the, or a demon may take on the appearance of a loved one, 
but he's deceiving you. He's pretending to be an angel of light. We read this in 2 Thessalonians. The coming of the lawless one is by activity of Satan with all power and false signs and wonders. And what that means is this. It's going to look supernatural. It's going to look powerful. It's going to be alluring. But when people dabble with these kinds of things, when they seek this kind of power and access to this kind of power, when they try to connect with the dead, they're connecting with the demonic realm. So it sounds like the caution there uh, would be that when people are dabbling, as you put it, um, with these mediums and spirits and they're doing the seances and they're doing all these things to um, try to connect with the dead or reach out to the other side, um, you know, I guess the cliche saying is you're playing with fire and when you play with fire, you're going to be, you're going to end up getting burned. That's it. You're right, Mark. People who talk to ghosts, attend seances, play around with connecting with the dead are playing with fire in one of two ways. They're going to be chastised or punished by God, which is never pleasant, or they're going to get tied up with the satanic or demonic realm, which is a very real, clear and present danger. Yeah, I, I think that's that's totally it. And really, I guess for me, it it's causes me to ask the question, uh, why even do that? Like, why do we have this desire to go and play with fire, so to speak? Uh, we know it's forbidden. And so really, what's the, the motivation for that? What's the upside? Well, there is no upside. The wages of sin, as we know, is death. And virtually no good can come from this type of activity. It only leads to harm and it leads to involvement with demons. And we'll talk more about this the next time. But in the meantime, that's it for today. And so thanks for joining us. If you'd like additional resources, go to www.gracetoliveradio.org and hit the resource button. And if you have questions, we'd love to hear from you. You can email me at keith at hillside.org. If you'd like to learn more about Hillside Church, uh, you can visit us online at www.hillside.org. In the meantime, whatever podcast platform you're in, please like us. Please uh, make comments. It, it, it helps us with the algorithm. It spreads our reach beyond where we are today. So in the meantime, this is Keith Crosby with Mark Stickler saying God bless you and God keep you.